Okay. Oh, wait, I didn't do anything to it. Alright. Well, we got a uh, 10th anniversary of September 11th coming up uh, on Sunday. And, uh, you know, people have been pretty active and people are talking and doing things that uh, give indications they're, they're going to try and do something at least. But uh, I think we've kind of got a handle on on that stuff but we'll see what happens of course you never can tell what they're going to do but uh you know we're we're as best prepared as we can be oh so bad people are saying they're doing stuff bad people say they're going to do something i didn't know that what, yeah. what's what are they doing they, well i don't know they just know that they have credible friends and they're wow. credible enough to publicize them on cnn so people will know but uh you know, so don't go to any airports, large cities, or uh, you know, where there's a large, large amount of people. But um, oh, like Los Angeles. Los Angeles. Uh, oops. <laughs> you got a big old target. <laughs> you know, big old target being on top of your building. Oh, but uh, <laughs> needless to say, you know, I was thinking about this the other day. You're a, uh, you know. In general, overall, if you're a, if you go to your your pastor or your or you know your your priest, somebody you're gonna make a confession to, not necessarily because they're gonna absolve you of their of your sins, but just you need someone to grow up on it. <laughs> you know what I mean? I mean <laughs> catharsis, if you will. But you go to that person. Catharsis. <laughs> as long as we don't have a visual, that's all. <laughs> but uh, anyway, you go to this person, and 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 you're going there because there's a certain amount of trust between you and that person. Would you not think that? Yes. Okay. So what would you think then that 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 person should? I mean, maintain that between you and them. Yes. Okay. So if a person is of some religious position and you go and confess that, whatever, uh-huh. confess or just share, I confess is so traditional Catholic term, but you go to that person and you say whatever you're going to say and you expect them to keep that between you and them and, uh, and not share it with anybody else. And so I was thinking about it the other day. If you're a, if you're say a, a chaplain in the Navy, and and someone comes to you and says, uh, you know, in a in the same similar situation, someone says to you, well, uh, you know, my my cousins, brothers, sisters, uncles, whatever, is. Uh, is involved with a terrorist group and they're planning to bomb uh, Dodger Stadium, you know, you know, right in the middle of a big meeting or whatever. Okay. So they're they're planning a terrorist event, basically, a terrorist attack. But but you're still in that kind of atmosphere where you're expecting this guy to keep it, you know, silent. Um, 
and you're that person that they confess that to, what is your what is your responsibility? What do you do with that? Because at the same time you're a member of the U.S. military, you have an obligation to protect and defend the United States of America. And, uh, Against all enemies and best you can for them. Yes. And, and, and that's your responsibility. But you also have a responsibility before before God to and and you know this person is is confiding in you to maintain that confidence. What 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 do you do? Well I think first you gotta look at it. And I mean really if it's just Dodger Stadium I mean it's not like Candlestick Park or Fulton County Stadium or you know one of a hundred other venues if it's Dodger Stadium I don't know well let's let's let's, let's take it up a level let's say it was a multi-pronged terrorist attack you know what you know, it, it's it's any one of them tonight it's they um I wouldn't mind if it was Dodger Stadium because I'm a Giants fan, so it doesn't really matter. Yeah. But I'm thinking, uh, there's several several other little things that come to mind as part of the equation. I, you know what, at the end of the day, it's a, bottom line is, of course you tell. Why would you not tell? Why, why, why would, why would I not say something because of this confidence between this person telling me these things, and, and my, I'm, it, it, my role as this clergy person, I'm not supposed to say anything. Oh well, yeah, I guess that's. Yeah, I think that's absurd. We're not talking about. talking about something far outside of just this individual. I don't know, you know, that's, I'm, I'm, in my mind I'm running through all kinds of other of, of different levels of, of an argument, but at the end of the day, yes, of course you tell. Okay. See, I haven't had my coffee, so I can't, I, the, the words don't, the process is going in my head, but the words don't come. <laughs> but yeah, because it's, I, yes, you tell, you tell, you call the FBI, you call, well, for, you know, I guess, you try to get him to tell first, him or her, whoever, whichever it, it is. But if they don't, somebody has to. And so it's your responsibility to. Even if it's not credible? Well, okay, you got to weigh that, too, because... Well, okay, if it's not credible, why would this guy be telling you? Because if he's just telling you it's a conversation in a bar over a drink, then there's no expectation of, of, of priest or, or clergy person confidentiality if on the other hand he's confessing 
things like you use a couple of different words there, and that, that's what's throwing me. I, I'm, I, I'm looking at the difference because if 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 it's a confession, I mean, why is he telling you the information in the first place? Is it because he's torn? He doesn't know what to do. Should he tell? Should he not tell? Oh my gosh! What do I do? What do I do? That's that's one thing, but if if the information isn't credible, why would he be telling you in the first place? So we have to assume that it's credible, because if it wasn't, it wouldn't have burdened him enough to want to tell the clergy person. And then, why in the world is he telling the clergy person? Why would he not be the one to go tell? And it sounds to me like he probably just needs to get slapped upside the head, pull on your big boy pants, and go do the right thing. Yeah. Go tell. He needs to say something. Yeah. Well, I do remember one okay. very, well, not so real situation, but anyway, it was a good example of credibility. Okay. Well, you know, Riley and Ben Gates went and told the FBI that someone's going to steal the Declaration of Independence. That's right. And they did not deem it as credible, and they got in a That was so funny. That was a load of trouble. That was quite a funny moment when they're... When they when when they they're telling Harvey Keitel, it's <laughs> just why did you follow up on it? Well, we didn't deem it credible. So do you deem it credible now? There you go. So you're right. Any I think in in the, in the heightened state of security that we live in uh, currently in the United States and its territories, um, we. Uh, we have to take any any threat, no matter how absurd, as as credible. What do you think about it? And the truth is, there's probably been no threat ever, just to anybody, that hasn't. I mean, there there, there is no threat. What am I trying to say? I, I, there's no threat that actually is carried out that that doesn't probably doesn't seem any more credible than any other because you don't expect that sort of thing to happen. Whatever that sort of thing is, something bad, people plan to do bad things. If a guy walks up to you with a shotgun and puts it in your face, that's that, that then okay, that's a credible threat. I mean, yes, boy, that doesn't take brain salad surgery to know okay, that's die whoa boy. On the other hand, somebody telling you about his crazy uncle who's got a shotgun and he's going to come put it in your face later today. You may in your back of your mind think, huh, what, yeah. On the other hand, you heard a story about a guy from New Hampshire who had a friend who had an uncle who lived down the street from a guy who was involved in an organization and this guy had a habit of literally taking a shotgun and walking up to strangers and just putting it in their face and blowing them away. And you heard he's coming to California. Alright, is that a threat? Would you for a second change anything in your day, even one little bit? And the answer is no. Because that's so far-fetched. So that'll never happen. Are you kidding? Uh-uh. But that's the kind of thing that you have to take when you're yeah. the FBI and you're talking about national security. You have to treat all of them as if, because they, they all sound like that, I'm sure. Because if it's not, 
you know, I mean, then it's a no-brainer, and you can. It's kind of interesting just to think of like this. How many? How many? How many? How many? I don't know. You can't. You can't take anything. I mean, either foreign or domestic, as uh, as not credible. You have to to exhaust your efforts to. Uh, yeah, but this was no fun. Let's go back to the question: Is it right or wrong for a, for a pastor okay. to rat out his congregation? Well, yeah. I mean, <laughs> in, in, in that type of situation, and, and also if a if if a pastor, if someone comes to, comes to you as you know as a pastor and confesses something of that ilk to you that that they participate in this, they're they're gonna or they know somebody that's gonna do it, you have a, a moral obligation to say something. You know, I, I guess I don't quite get. I'm trying to, in my mind, I'm trying to think of where the line is. Because on the one hand, and this is... It's not like somebody says, I'm, I'm cheating on my husband. Or I'm cheating on my wife. Yeah. While that's terrible, that's not a, a matter of national security. And that's I, something like that. Well, it's just like Willie. Well, that's true. That's a really good point. But I, you know, I guess the obligation is in trying to get that person to do the right thing. Uh, go, you know, stop cheating on your husband. Stop cheating on your wife. But it's not like I'm, uh, that's not the same thing as saying, um, my wife was cheating on me, so I killed her and fed her body to the neighbor's dogs, and they'll never, so I don't have to worry about them ever finding the body, because they won't, because it's gone. You know, and it won't, dang, I wonder why I hadn't seen you guys in church together for a couple months. That explains it. Yeah, okay. Then you got, I mean, that's not the same thing. I don't know. Well, I think that, I think you hit upon a point earlier when you said that you have to try and get that person to, who's confessed to you, to, to, to take that information to the proper authorities. You know what, I, th I think it, in, in, I want to go ahead, I interrupted you. No, no, you didn't. I okay. I think we're... What gets me is this, and I think I'm, I'm a victim of television because I've seen this type of episode a couple times on either NYPD Blue or uh, Law and Order or something. And the, the the idea that there is some kind of, of <laughs> I told you now I'm absolved and you can't do anything is just absurd to me. I, and, and so I'm thinking there's not really any, any question at all that this whole idea that what, what goes in the confessional stays in the confessional I, regardless of anything else I think is just absurd yeah because 
if you're really confessing then you are you're wanting to do the right thing and the right thing would be to make it right how do you make it right you go tell you know and if and if you're not then your heart's not in it and you're not really confessing so there's no supposed expectation of clergy confidentiality anyway It's one of those things where people tend to get caught up in the legality, not not literally, but in the in the fine print. And I think the fine print is what's one of the things that really is, is causing tr- such trouble and ills in our society is a the need for fine print in the first place because everybody doesn't just do the right thing to begin with, and b then you start getting caught up in the fine print, the fine print. It's like, pick any kind of, any, any trial you want to. And, and A, well, forget A, B, C, D, and E, and F, but let's just go straight to J or K, where um, the jury is, is arguing about this fine point of law. Um, not did he do it or did he not do it, but what exactly was his state of mind before he picked up the gun that he had bought three days before, or no, three years before the ammunition that he bought and had been practicing on the range every day for three years so that he could make the shot to assassinate his neighbor because he was the one who was cheating on with his wife, so he was going to get them to put nail on both. You know, they, they, they get hung up on, on arguing at some little fine point, you just missed the forest for the trees. And I think we tend to do that a lot in, in, our, in our world, particularly when it involves what we may view as a hard decision or a hard thing to do, and that's punish somebody, put send somebody to the, to the gas chamber, or, uh, or, 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 I don't know, I'm going all over the place, but, you know, I think you've you got to look at the overall bottom line, and the bottom line is, uh, <laughs> right's right, and wrong's wrong. And if you're a criminal, then you need to do the right thing. Stop being a criminal. You're right. I, mean, I think, you know what I think this morning is showing me above everything else? What's that? I need my three-bagger coffee in the morning. <laughs> You do. It gets my brain moving. It gets my. It gets. So what are you gonna do? You gonna go to work now, and you gonna drink the swill, the, the watered down, colored tea. swill. Ugh. Done without that. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. It's just. I don't know. Well. But I, yeah, I'll get some of that stuff with it. Do what you gotta do. And we have a responsibility. Everybody has a responsibility. If you know, 
any threat whatsoever to, to make shit up. Well, you know, why, what, 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 I guess this, uh, my mind, my brain keeps coming back to this, why in the world would we expect anything other than that? Because someone's a clergy person? Well, because our society, you know. Society, I mean, that's the point. Soci yes, society says that. Society also says that you're supposed to go have sex when you're 12. That the Kardashian family is the, the moral icon for our, for our country. They're not. And that, well, you know, and that, um, Bill Clinton defined what is and isn't sex for uh, uh, at least one generation. And if nobody steps up and explains to those kidulets that he was wrong, <laughs> you know, she's... I guess that's it. We tend to make such we, we tend to make such easy decisions into hard ones sometimes when there's really no decision to be made. Because we we're such a I, I think a, a lot of it has to deal with the fact that we're such a legal society that we want to try and find our way out of it that we want to try and find a way to prove that we're not wrong that we didn't do yeah, it. You know what? You just said a mouthful. You ever notice, just go through a day and listen to how how often in conversation with family, friends, co-workers, or just something you hear somewhere else on how much time is spent proving that you're not wrong? Not, well, I mean, just that. How much of conversation is someone convincing somebody else that they're not wrong? Uh -huh. Too much. I think that is, it's, uh, if we did what we knew to be right, I mean, it says in the Declaration of Independence that. Um, oh, sh God! It is Bless their, America. It is their right. It is, it is their duty. And so we have a right. We have a duty to. Uh, <laughs> you forgot to do something. Yeah, but that's okay. No, I mean, it's, it is their right. It is their duty. Why? Why? You're very perceptive. <laughs> why is that? Uh, <laughs> why is that such a? difficult thing to do for us in this society because it wasn't for our founding fathers they knew the right thing to do they knew that their that the english government was destructive well I, okay you know i you know okay they, yes and you know one of the things that they didn't have to contend with kate goslin okay kate goslin Kate Gosling, go ahead. Don't even think about it. <laughs> <laughs> Do 
so what we got going on? Is this the men's cornice? The, the hockey, the <laughs> hockey burger, hockey burger. Mike's hockey burger cornice over here in the front. Of free, free advertising. Um, what um? Okay, Kate Goslin is yeah. what's wrong with the country. Okay, well, that's that's it's her fault. It is her fault. It is her fault. Okay, what's her fault? Okay. I don't know. It's Us Weekly. I don't know what it is. So one of some magazine. Kate Goslin is on the cover of the magazine with her brood of children. Okay. Who has no father? I mean, his father at home. Who in the expletive, expletive, double expletive, screaming, shouting, jumping up and down expletive is Kate Goslin? And why do we have any expletive, expletive, expletive idea? who she is, or what her situation is. I'll tell you exactly, because they've taken this person, and I don't know even, I, I, I've i never even heard her say a word. The only thing I know about this person is what I've read in the headlines of these rags in the supermarket, okay? Or, or what I see plastered across the internet in my face. But this person who got in this reality show with clearly some dog of a husband who, okay, I mean, how'd you get there in the first place? I and mean, these the kids, did they adopt six kids? They had, where'd they get all the kids? Was that, or was that fertility drugs and um, sex stuff? Did your parents not have that talk with you? <laughs> well, I don't know. They bought me a Woolworths. <laughs> <laughs> But where? But what was the story with their kids? They adopted them, or they got them? They were fertility drug kids. Got to be some of each. Okay, but so then they're going to do this reality show. Okay, so then, then her husband goes off and turns into a just a expletive, 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 and now all of a sudden she is elevated to sainthood. But my, the, the, the thing that's just funny is they're talking about what a great mother she is with all these kids. Those are little kids. Well, how in the expletive, expletive, expletive does she have time to get uh, do all these interviews, be on all these magazines, be on Dancing with the Stars? And you know what? When, you, when your body is reconstructed, I got it. Money can make... Now, okay, let me back up for a second because if memory serves, she was, she was pretty before. So I, I'm not, I got nothing against Kate Goslin. It's the idea that this is what we do in this country. But so anyway, they, she's like Iron Man. She's been reconstructed. She's a $6 million woman. She's got fake boobs, fake, fake hair, fake smile. Her teeth are so white. This gorgeous woman on the cover of this magazine with her beautiful children all well-dressed and they're standing there and I am woman, hear me roar and I'm on Dancing with the Stars and she's, she's this, that's that may all sense tied in with something you said or we said or where was the conversation was going. Well, why are we not doing the right thing? Oh, because we're we're all tied up in that. The founding fathers. I mean, we we suck. That the blood of these. Our lives are filled up with meaningless drivel, like the Kardashians. What are the Kardashians? Who gives up? Expletive, expletive, expletive. What the, the Kardashians are doing, or Kate Goslin is doing, we're all caught up in that because our own 
dreary lives are pathetic, I guess, and we're escaping. We're instead of instead of delving into things that are meaningful, good, true, virtuous, that that would actually affect our own lives, that would probably propel, compel, impel us to do good things, great things, maybe even change something in our own lives. So instead, we're caught up in all this stuff. Yeah. Too much talker going on, man. It's just not... You're right. And uh, we lose focus on what is really, really important around our lives. And uh, we get so caught up in all the little things. We don't do the right thing. Well, give me an example of a website that would help focus somebody on the right things. The right things would be, you could definitely go to OneTouchPublishers.com. What the expletive, expletive, expletive is OneTouchPublishers.com? What's that all about? That's OneTouchPublishers.com. One book, one touch, one life. And uh, we have uh, probably amplified the world's problems today. <laughs> In 45 minutes. In 45 minutes. So you... Uh, Not a bad day's you. work. <laughs> give you a food for thought you gotta you gotta do the right thing uh, didn't Mark Laura copyright that we can't say that can we that's okay well, that Nobody was Spike knows Lee that anyway. wasn't Dr. Laura he did the right thing first he made the movie that's a whole nother yeah that's a whole nother ball game <laughs> alright that's a wrap